Hey, this is Kirna Grant from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Jessica Sweet with us. Jessica works with midlife executives and professionals who are looking for careers that feel meaningful and aligned. She is a coach. She can help with both the tactics and strategies you need in your career, as well as the mindset helps which you can use to bring about your A game to whatever you are about to do next. So with that being said, let's welcome our today's guest, Jessica Sweet. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Super excited to host you and we'll begin with your journey as a coach. When did you got into coaching? When did you choose entrepreneurship as a path of life? Yeah, so the, it's funny because I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur and I never really consciously called myself that for a while. But I started out as a therapist, so I was a social worker, and I had my first daughter 15 years ago. And after that, it just didn't make sense to go back to work from a financial perspective. So I stayed home with her for a little bit, but pretty soon realized that I needed to do something or else I was going to go insane. I spent some time trying to figure out what that was going to look like, what I was going to do, and eventually... I came to coaching. And back then, 15 years ago, coaching was pretty new. It was definitely a thing, but it was not as common as it is today. So back then, I would tell people I was a coach and they would be like, oh, what sport do you coach? So they didn't really understand what that meant. But yeah, I started way back then. And I used to joke that I was under house arrest, that I couldn't leave because I had my baby at home. And so I started my journey really online and with blogging. So it is blogging where you started and now tell us about your journey today where you are at, who are your clients, what are they struggling with and when should they reach out? Yeah, so my clients are generally 40 and older, sometimes a little bit younger, and they are leaders in their organization. So they, they have high level jobs. And they're struggling not only with whatever's happening in their career, so wanting a, a change or a new job or advancement or being burned out. It's not only the, that piece, but it's also the emotional piece. They know they want to do the emotional work that it's going to take to get them to the next situation. And they recognize that there is a, an emotional piece that or mindset piece that needs to happen. Some people, when they're switching jobs, it's just about the mechanics of it. How do I write my resume? How do I network? Those things. But for these clients, it's a little bit more complicated. They might have fears. They might have imposter syndrome. There are things going on that they need to work through before they can get to their best career. And that also includes trying to understand what do they want to do next? Because a lot of people, even when they're senior leaders, they really just don't know what the next step should be for them sometimes. Yes, totally. And now we know that who your clients are and what their common struggles are. Can you please explain process or steps or strategies that you usually put forth to these clients who are struggling with some things to get to it from point A to point B? Yeah, so there are two parts to that. First part is just the mechanics, right? So again, if you're if they're job searching, it's about figuring out what they want, what that job target is, having those networking conversations, having a good resume and LinkedIn profile. So it's the mechanics. Uh, for job search, it looks like that. For career advancement, it might be having the right conversations, doing research and that sort of thing. But the other side of it for my clients is the mindset stuff. And that roadmap is less clear. It's It really is about 
understanding themselves, understanding their goals, understanding their barriers, and getting to a place where they can create a plan. What is the thing that they want to achieve and how are they going to do that? And so that really looks a lot more like therapy, even though it's a coaching model that I'm using. Of course, of course. And as you are therapist also, apart from being a coach, so do you still take therapy clients or is it mainly the coaching clients that you work with? It's the coaching clients that I work with. But like I said, they do have this piece where it's messy. A lot of clients have said to me, I didn't know if I needed a coach or a therapist, right? They were struggling emotionally. And so they thought the therapy piece was really important. But they, a lot of people also recognize that when they bring some of these issues to their therapist, the therapist isn't equipped to have the kind of career conversations that a coach can. And so it's this funny kind of mix. And I'm right in that sweet spot where I can offer both. Can you please share a client success story, something that you're really proud of or something that is on the top of the mind? Yes, I have a client or had a client a while back and he was in his organization, a well-known organization for many years, probably like 15-ish years. And he really liked the company itself. He liked what they that what they stand for and their brand and the recognition he got when he told people that he was working there. But the job that he had was not a job that he liked anymore. He had just outgrown it and he didn't see a direction in that company where he could advance doing something that he wanted to do. There was a next step, but it wasn't really something he wanted. So he was mixed about leaving because he liked the company, but he didn't like his role. And he was an extremely shy person, very shy, quite anxious, and really had a hard time with the idea that he could go out there and get a new job. And so after working together, he was able to land a new role and he got actually a 20% raise and it was a job doing exactly what he wanted to do. So he was thrilled with that outcome and I was too. Of course. And now can you tell us about the career transition, right? Or if not career transition, choosing the right career for you. So what does a right career feels like? And when should we take that step towards pursuing the career that might be right for us? Yeah, I think you should always take a step towards pursuing something. My philosophy is like happiness is probably the most important thing in life. And if you're not happy, you got to do something to change that. But in terms of what that feels like, I, I think that it, it has to meet certain criteria. That's how I think about it. You could be playing violin on the beach for $3 a day or something and not, not be able to support yourself. And you might love the actual work, but it doesn't meet the criteria of being able to support you. So it has to meet that criteria and fill that bucket. It also has to be something that you love to do. It has to be something that somebody will pay you for. If you're no good at it, Nobody's going to pay you. It has to really meet those things. And then people have individual criteria, things that they want themselves, whether that's I, I need a remote job or I need to work with these kinds of people, whatever it is, you have to figure out what does that job look like for you. And that's the process that I help people with when we're going through the coaching, when they're looking for some kind of change. Often it's a pivot rather than a complete change. But yeah, if they can figure out what those things are, what those buckets are that need to be filled, they can move towards that. Got it. Got it. So Jessica, question to you about this. Next question to you is about misconceptions 
that people have about coaching or about you from mm-hmm. your lives? So I think about coaching in general, one misconception, one that I see less these days, but in back when coaching wasn't as wide known or widely known, it it was, I think, a big misconception. And that is that coaches will have the answer for you. There's a difference between coaching and consulting. And honestly, I do a little bit of both in my work. So the consulting work is me just giving you the answers to things, me laying out the roadmap. And the easiest way to look at that is like the job search example. So I'm not going to coach you around job search, actually, because there are answers that are best practices. The consulting is more about saying you need your LinkedIn to look like this, right? I'm just giving you the answer. I'm giving you information. But the coaching is different. The coaching is really me getting information from you about yourself and how you feel, what your goals are, and that sort of thing. And I can't tell you any of those things. I can't tell you what your goals are. You have to tell me. And then from that, I can maybe guide you based on other things I know about you or the knowledge I have about career or about people. I can guide you towards the right answers for you, but those are the right answers for you. They are not the right answers, period. And so there's a little bit of a blend that I do in my work. And I think the misconception is that it really should all be the the consulting model, even when you're looking at coaching, right? You just tell me what I want to do. And I, I remember in the past, I had one client that stands out in my mind. He wasn't a client. He was a prospect. And I was talking to him about working together. And he just got so mad at me for not providing answers for him, like not talking to him about what the process looked like and and the fact that I wasn't just going to tell him what he should do next in his career. And he actually hung up on me. So yeah, I think that's a big misconception. Understood. Got it. So Jessica, if somebody is is transitioning from one career to other or pivoting, let's say, there are a lot of fears. There are a lot of thoughts that come along with that. Uh, so if you can guide us about the questions that you usually ask to take time into the issue to understand what they're going, uh, can you please give some examples, one or two of what kind of questions? So for career transition in particular? Or let's say finding the best way of it. Yeah. Okay. I think really basic. What do you like to do? Right. What are some of the things in your career that you've enjoyed the most? What are the things that you haven't enjoyed? What do people know you for? What is your superpower? Really understanding what lights people up and what they can get paid to do can really help guide them what it is that they want. I think the other thing to know is I work with people that have a lot of different passions, right? Multi-potentialites, polymaths, like people, they're interested in so much. They care about so much. They've got passions around so many different things. And I think that can be very hard sometimes because you have to come to the realization that even though you love many things and you might love them equally, you really need to focus in on one thing for a career, right? And that doesn't mean you're not using multiple types of skills, but you're picking a lane. And so I think that can be hard, but helping people narrow that down and and come to peace with that idea that they do have to pick something. Got it. I understand the concept of asking the right question that will lead them to the right answer. Just please tell us about ways of reaching out to you now. Is it the email, the website? Tell us about Yeah, the website. So I'm at wishingwell.com and then via email as well. Like you can find that right on there. 
But yeah, reaching out that way. Also on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit and folks can find me there. Okay. Okay. Wishingwellcoach.com guys. So do visit and do check her out. If you resonate with her, consider meeting her. Next question, which is the final question for the day, Jessica. This one is about the action steps. What do you suggest the listener does after the, the conversation is concluded? After they have done hearing this conversation, what do you suggest the listener does? So I think that folks that are, are running their own business, they have a lot of overlap with people who are in the career space. So I think looking at what is it that you love to do? What is it that you are good at? What will people pay you for? Those three questions are really powerful questions and they apply to people who are entrepreneurs too. So I said earlier that in the beginning of my practice, I was really focused on blogging and that's because I love writing. And so that was one of the reasons, but I do love writing. If you feel like you're in the right space in terms of what your business does or what you offer, that's great. If not, you can apply these questions, but you can also apply them for how you're offering what you offer. Do you want to do a lot of videos? Do you want to do a lot of writing? Do you want to go out and meet people? What's going to be the best solution in terms of your marketing, in terms of your operations, in terms of your delivery? And I think those questions will help. Yes, yes, totally. And one last time, I'm repeating the best way of reaching out to her is? Wishingwellcoach.com. Wishingwellcoach.com. Wishing as With, the, yeah, and coach as the word, coach.com. Yep. And there you will find all the other ways of reaching out to her via email, via, via her LinkedIn and her Facebook. So do reach out guys if you resonate with Jessica Sweet because she's a sweet person. Jessica, thank you so much for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure and an honor to host you today. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me on. Thank you again. And I am your host, Kiran Agrahal, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye.